the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. A little rainy out there. Hurricane Florence. It feels like a hurricane out there. Yeah, it does. I like it. Yeah. You, I do. It feels good. You can't like a hurricane. I mean, this is That's, not a hurricane. This is not even a tropical it's depression. It's not compassionate. It's just rain. I'm not being uncompassionate. I'm just saying I like the feeling of like, oh, we caught something that was way out in the Atlantic and then it came ashore and now it's, it's found its way to Pittsburgh. I just, if, it needs a postcard. Hey, we were just traveling. Now here's your postcard of rain. No, I think it's shaky. Wait, what's up with new Mike? He looks like all red. Do you see him? He was running around. Look at him. We crashed into each other literally just now. We literally did. <laughs> what's up? Were you in the almost, sun this week? I was. I almost headbutted Kathy. Are you all right? I'm good. Are you okay? I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Headbutted. Yeah. We seriously almost injured one another coming around the corner here. Good. Office yeah. accidents. Yeah. I'm all yeah. red because my wife, my lovely wife... Mm took me out on a birthday extravaganza did she? she did she that did. that began here friday in the studio yes. oh yes she kidnapped me you're really yeah. you're, sun, you're I, sunburned I, I feel like bacon I feel, i'm like burnt burnt to a crisp here i've been looking like, at your face all day i can feel my skin like cracking and oh, like my nice. forehead like crunching and like you can actually hear it and when i squint you, anyway, need, you need some lotion i do do you have any no but know? kath probably does oh, yeah. Yeah, I have some that will make you smell like a pink flower. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, Lovely. great. Very nice. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Thank Mike. You. So yeah, you went to the Penn State game on Saturday. Yes, my wife took me to the Penn State game. With, what a debacle uh, that was. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. It was, was a it? lot of fun. I, yeah, it was It was supposed to be an overcast day. Yeah. Did Penn State win? Oh, Penn State oh, absolutely crushed, crushed Kent State. Okay. By like three or four touchdowns. Oh, so it's supposed Sorry, to be an overcast day, but it wasn't. So yeah. you roasted in the sun for four hours. Right. So now in... in Unfortunately, the, the the sun where I was sitting, the sun was on the right side of my face, so I look like Two Face because the left side of my face is white and the right side of my face is absolutely oh, that's nice. scorching red. That's right. nice. Good but, thing. Good thing you're already married. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, I'm 32 years old. I feel great, even though I'm super sore from walking around Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. worth it. That's it's all right. It was worth it. Now, did uh, the Steeler game do anything to diminish your joy yesterday? <sighs> did you watch the game? I- I, yeah, no. of course I watched the game. I, no, I didn't see the game. I, I didn't watch the game. I'm glad I did. You didn't watch the game either. No. Okay. No. Okay. Since you guys admitted to not watching the game, I'll tell you that I fell asleep for two quarters. <laughs> <laughs> There's that super fan okay. kicking in. No, I fell huh? asleep for two quarters. Very good. But what the heck? Well, yeah. Well, uh, so the good news is that the Steelers are now. Oh, one one and one. Oh, one and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a record that is not normal in football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and certainly not normal for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's horrific. It's really horrific. We're oh, one and one. Uh, Antonio Brown had a temper tantrum on the sidelines wah, wah, because wah. he wasn't getting the ball enough, wah. ostensibly. Uh-huh. Um, and then tweeted out today, uh, trade me. Oh, that's right. He did say trade What? Me. Yeah, yes. he said trade me. Yeah, that was in response to someone who used to, uh, a tweet that someone in the uh, Steelers PR de- or marketing department uh, tweeted, and that was his response. This is so sad. Trade it's me. so re- 
ridiculous. Lady I think it's Belfort. funny. I like it. I like I like all the weird drama. No, I mean I, it's funny. It just it's, makes it's, me mad. No, it doesn't make it me makes mad. Me mad. Yeah, it <laughs> makes me mad. John, if this was the pirates, you'd be fuming. No, no, yeah, no, no. you're right about that, Here's Mike. You would be. Here's the deal: There's grown men making millions of dollars, yes. and they're stamping their feet like they're in, yeah. So you know, why is that funny? It just it's, like, it's funny in the sort of just ridiculous. People have lost touch about how entitled they are in their lives. Well, I'm glad you can still Wah. laugh about it because it just hacks me off. Just turn the tube off. I mean, good Come on. If you haven't turned the NFL off at this point, you're never going to turn it off. Doesn't this make you like, it's ridiculous. You, so as bad as the Steelers are, yeah. at least no one walked off the field yesterday and retired. <laughs> right. You mean at halftime? That's right. Exactly. At halftime. <laughs> yeah. Tell me the story about Vontae Davis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Vontae Davis played for the Bills for a, a decade, the Buffalo Bills. Is he a linebacker? I'm not sure I don't know. I don't watch the Bills, yeah. so I can't tell you. Anyway, uh, at the end of the second quarter, he was involved in a play. There was a little on-field celebration. He walked off the field, walked into the tunnel. At halftime. At halftime. Walked off the field, walked into the tunnel, and said, when he went inside of the tunnel and into the clubhouse, I'm taking my clothes off, and as I do, I'm retired. And that was it. He didn't tell his teammates apparently no most of the team found out after the fact as they were leaving the tunnel and walking on the field saying hey man why isn't Vontae coming with us someone said oh he retired and this is a two-time pro bowl cornerback yeah this is no oh, he's a cornerback he's no chump oh, he's- okay so he retired at halftime let me just say that again at halftime of a game he retired what if i do that you know what guys <laughs> I'm done. We've talked about that. That's it's actually <laughs> happened at one point on the air here. Yeah, that right. That has happened. Yeah, oh which is gosh. a whole other story. Right, do you have that article? Uh, I think I do. Yeah, pull out that article because there's, there's like a really amusing quote, amusing slash sad quote from one of his teammates who was like, "What? What are we even talking? Like, how did this oh, even? Don't. Oh, you don't have it? have it? Okay. Anyway, one of his teammates was quoted in the article that I read as saying. How does this even happen? Like, I've played football my whole life. I've oh, played Pop Warner football. I've played high school football. I've played college football. No one's ever retired. In the middle of a game. In the middle of a game. After 10 years of pro ball. All right. So at least that didn't happen to Steelers no, yesterday. No, it didn't. It'd be nice if Le'Veon Bell would retire. But see, that's, again, that, that's like every person's dream. You're having a bad day at the office and you go, I'm just done. Yeah, I'm the, just, diff- exactly. the difference is we're not making Pro Bowl, NFL Pro money. Okay, I did that once. You walked away from a job. I quit in a rage mm. from a job, and I absolutely regret it. Oh, I, I quit once. Did I was, you? I I wasn't in a rage. I quit because of boredom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so bored. It was one of those high school jobs. I was, I was, this is, I was selling appliances at Kmart, and I was like by myself back. There. I had no. Why would they put me back there? I have no idea. People come in and go, "What about this refrigerator?" I'd be like, "I have no <laughs> clue. I cannot help." How about this refrigerator? No. How about the stove? Nope. The stereo? I don't think so. I had nothing. I had nothing. One Saturday afternoon, I was like. I'm done. I'm sorry. I went and I wrote a note to the person who hired me, slipped it under a door. I apologized, and I walked away. And Did they ever that. contact you? Did they ever no. recriminate in any way? Nothing. nothing. No. How about you? You quit You quit in a rage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never – well, yeah, I've <laughs> One time. <laughs> what happened? It wasn't I, – like I didn't, I didn't freak out screaming and leave. I just – I had reached a super saturation point with – a person that I was working with, yeah. and um, I had secretly 
been going to school to get another degree mm-hmm. in the evening. And when I graduated and got my degree, the very next day, I went in and quit. And I gave them four days notice. Four days? Yeah. And it was a job that had a lot of responsibility to it. And that was not they. It, that was not a nice thing to do on my part. And I was just so annoyed and angry. Mm-hmm. And plus I had another job and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And but looking back on it, I if you're considering this, if you're hearing my voice and you're saying I'm so hacked off at my boss, I'm just going to quit. Listen to me when I tell you, you'll regret it. I feel like I did the wrong thing. Yeah. I feel like I was irresponsible. I let my emotions run away with me. I feel like I didn't give enough account to the people I worked with who really were hurt Counted by that. On you. Yeah. I just felt like it was a it was a poor decision made yeah. at out of immaturity and self-centeredness. How old were you? 20. Okay, so you were in your 20s. Six. All right. I mean, you know. I was old enough to know better. Yeah. Seven. But you wouldn't do that today. No, I wouldn't do that no, today. That's just, no, that's but, age and experience. No, it that's is, all. but it still doesn't make it any less right. wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was 17. So. <laughs> oh, so yours is okay. I'm fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Although I guess that's a whole other thing because what happens in high school is a weird thing. That, right. There's Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that uh-huh, um, in just uh-huh. a couple minutes with Greg Clugston, the White House correspondent. And then again in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about um, whether what we do in high school, what we do as kids... Should it have an impact on us when we're in our 50s? Should it keep us from a job position? Should it, you know, derail our career? Is there a time when we can say, you know, you know, he was a young kid, let's just forget about it, or is that never the case? Yeah, that's a good conversation. Stick around. The Monday well, edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to go to the White House. Greg Clugston joins us from SRN News. W-O-R-D. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley. God is the one who shows us a sense of direction for our life. You don't have to flounder through life wondering, well, what am I here for? Where am I headed? What is my purpose? God is more than willing to show you what his purpose, his will, and his plan for your life is. Hear the series, Success God's Way, this week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Obamacare, Trump Care, the Affordable Care Act, COBRA. There's so many choices when it comes to health care, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are so many changes happening today in that field. Fortunately, I know someone that's been on the forefront of health insurance for years, and it's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country, and they help to determine which plan is right for you, and then expertly help you to choose the best plan for your needs, and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Well, call Marley Financial. Do you have some pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Do you want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Call Marley Financial. If you're worried about the penalty, all of Marley's financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. And most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands of dollars a year. So give Todd at Marley Financial a call. 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 or on the web, marleyfg.com. 
If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product, and they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat-rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. Life doesn't stop on the weekend and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Hey, this is John Hall. This Friday, Kath and I hit the books as The Ride Home broadcasts live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's the grand reopening of the newly renovated Barber Library, the largest standalone theological library east of the Mississippi. Stop by from 4 to 6, enjoy coffee at the cafe, and see all this fantastic local resource has to offer, including the new Fred Rogers Family Room. You'll be over the moon. Speaking of which, Andy Masick from the History Museum will join us to talk about the upcoming Apollo 11 exhibit. This Friday from 4 to 6 on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, welcome back. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh essentially sailed through the confirmation hearings. And was said to be voted on this Thursday. However, there has been a gigantic new wrinkle in the confirmation. Here to talk to us about that, his weekly spot is Greg Clugston. Greg joins us from SRN News. He is the White House correspondent. Greg, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. Hi, John. Kathy, you're right. A big wrinkle indeed. Wow. Yeah, so when Dianne Feinstein first talked about this, you know, maybe Thursday of last week, it sounded ridiculous. She said, well, there's been an allegation by a person at a time, and it could mean something, which, you know, meant essentially nothing. But now that we know more details, um, it's an allegation about Brett Kavanaugh when he was a high school student. It is, um, I mean, how would you categorize it? Would you categorize it as a, as a sexual assault or kind of that? I'm not sure how you do it, but it's the allegation has been brought by a reputable woman, mm-hmm. uh, ostensibly, who is a college professor. 51 and years old. 51 years old. And tell us the latest on that, Greg. Well, you're right. Things have changed since we first got wind of this late last week as to where things stand right now. Uh, And that's primarily because uh, the person making uh, the accusation, the allegation, uh, this woman, you're right, um, Professor Ford, uh, she's out on the record now. She came uh, and and spoke to the Washington Post over the weekend, and uh, now she has an attorney saying that uh, she is willing to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee about these allegations about when uh, she and uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh were, you know, 17 years old in high school, 16, 17 years old, uh, that she was uh, assaulted. That is her claim. In fact, her attorney said attempted rape during interviews earlier today. So those are the specifics of the allegation now alleged uh, alleged against um, against Judge Kavanaugh. We just heard from the president within the past hour, him speaking publicly about this now for the first time. And he said a couple of things. He said uh, that he is standing by the record and the character of Kavanaugh, calling him outstanding 
and never had a blemish on his record, one of the finest people he's ever met. But at the same time, he is also acknowledging there may need to be a delay in the upcoming scheduled Senate Judiciary Committee vote, and that he wants there to be a full Senate process to look into the matter. So he is not dismissing this allegation, much like his counselor, Kellyanne Conway, said this morning, saying that she should not be ignored and she should not be you know, smeared and she should not be dismissed. Yet they want the process to go forward, and the president still believes that even if there is a delay, Kavanaugh's nomination is still on track. So Brett Kavanaugh has essentially, he's dug in and said, there's no merit to this. I did not do this. I did not do this, and I will testify before Congress. Christine Ford said, I'll be happy to testify before Congress as well. I mean, talk about a Mexican standoff. This is just unbelievable. Well, it is the classic you know, he said, she said, or she said, he said, yes. uh, you know, there's just no way around that. And so if, if in fact, there is some sort of uh, additional testimony or hearing where each of them would, uh, would, would go on the record and answer direct questions about this uh, scenario, and not only did Kavanaugh uh, twice now deny issue in two different written statements, one longer than the other, uh, both released by the White House, the, the latter of the two coming earlier today, he has also denied being at the party where this um, alleged mm-hmm. incident took place. So he he is on the record uh, very strongly against this ever happening and him ever even being there or d- doing that either to her or anybody else, according to his statement. Sadly, we've read so many allegations like this over the last year. If you're talking about people in Hollywood um, or people in the Catholic Church or whatever it is, the, the, my one concern um, about her story is only because it's only the, the number of blanks that are in it. I mean, she's not quite sure how old she was. She's not quite sure how many people were there. There are just several question marks that you would think would not be question marks at this point, if, if it was such a traumatizing event. Well, yeah, and, and certainly allies of, of Kavanaugh and the Trump White House are, are raising those concerns as, um, you know, there are some blanks that need to be filled in here, uh, and we don't know all of the details certainly yet. There's also been reporting that, Judge Kavanaugh's mother, also a judge in uh, in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, at one time sat on a case involving the foreclosure of Professor Ford's parents in in Maryland, and and some are even alleging this could be some sort of revenge for uh, for the role the Kavanaugh family through Brett Kavanaugh's mother played in terms of. Uh, how their family was treated. And so all of this is is sort of bubbling to the surface. Uh, A lot of them are allegations in and of themselves as they're dealing with this initial allegation. The president, you know, and the president, I would just also say, he, he did raise the question of timing. He said, you know, the Democrats have, and specifically Dianne Feinstein, Democratic Senator of California, had this information uh, from Professor Ford back in the middle of the summer, and she personally met with Judge Kavanaugh before the uh, confirmation hearings, uh, and then sat through those hearings and never, never brought up the issue. Hmm. Uh, he, he's just wondering why that why that wasn't done. No, wait. Let me let me clarify concern. something. You're saying that Diane Feinstein met with Judge Kavanaugh? 
Sure. A lot of the, a lot, if not most of the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee met privately with the nominee before he had his public hearing. Of course, yeah. A few weeks ago. I see. And, and it was, and, and the president was saying, why, if that was a concern of Feinstein, if she had that information, did she sit on it and not even bring it up, right. even in private okay. with right. the judge? I mean, there's, there's so much at stake here, obviously. Uh, you would think, well, Who's lying? I mean, if Christine Ford, because because she's a professional who has a lot on the line. And from the Washington Post article um, that was written yesterday, which broke the story, Christine Blasey Ford was not eager to come forward with this at all. So she definitely appears to be a reluctant witness here. Now, she's willing to do it now. But if you read the article, she spent a long time saying, I do not want to get into this. I do not want to say this. So that gives her some additional credibility. But didn't to she, me. she wrote a letter, though, to her representative, which sort of made its way into Dianne Feinstein. But, she, but all along, she wanted to be anonymous. She did, and that was initially what Diane Feinstein said last week, saying that uh, this information was provided in confidence, and uh, she was honoring that request by the uh, the accuser uh, in terms of turning that information over to the federal authorities. And then over the weekend, as you as you point out, Kathy, she gave this interview to the Washington Post, has put her name on the record, and is 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 now in the, in the public. You know, environment in terms of uh, this the specific allegation. What a perfect this is storm! Be so ugly. It surely well, is. Well, and in terms of what this means going forward, first of all, the president acknowledged there may be some delay now because the committee was originally be. going to be mm-hmm. voting on Thursday, just a couple three days from now. Yeah. And so if there is going to be any sort of additional hearing, uh, it's very unlikely that could happen between now and Thursday. I guess it's possible, but it's probably unlikely. And then what what that does in terms of going forward, whether that would happen sometime, um, you know, before the, uh, this, the Supreme Court begins its term in October, or whether it happens between, you know, before midterms uh, happen in the first week of November. And then there are even some people who are wondering if for some reason the Kavanaugh nomination is sunk, what that does to uh, another nomination that might come forward from the White House, if in fact, for example, and this is just, you know, looking forward and guessing, what if Democrats take control of the House? Mm-hmm. And that, what would that do to the kind of nominee that uh, President Trump could put forward? So you're right, John. There's a lot on the line here in terms of what could happen next. Okay, Holy now one, one more thing just to add to the stew of it. Um, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Charles Grassley, and I'm reading from the Washington Post, uh, re- released a letter from 65 women who say they knew Kavanaugh when he attended high school from 1979 to 1983 at Georgetown Prep, which is an all-boys school in northern Bethesda. Quote, through the more than 35 years we have known him, Brett has stood out for his friendship, character, and integrity, the women wrote. In particular, he has always treated women with decency and respect. That was true when he was in high school, and it has remained true to this day. So this goes to Kavanaugh's character. Right. Right. Uh, and, and it's often been said that, you know, this is not as much a legal matter at this point as it is a political matter between the White House uh, and the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, in terms of a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. And so if there is a hearing that is scheduled, uh, the character of the accuser and the character of the nominee are both going to be uh, under the spotlight uh, in a very intense national spotlight that, like we haven't seen in some time. Right. I mean, what's shocking is it's a 35-year-old or so allegation a man against a man with impeccable credentials. And... 
it's a he said, she said sort of thing. I know, thing. but how often have we talked over the last month about allegations regarding priests in the Catholic Church? Right. And we have said over and over again, you have to believe the victim. You have to honor the victim until you know better, just because of the seriousness of what it is we're talking I get that. about. I know. I understand and, all that. And not just within the Catholic Church, but just society in general, the current sure. environment in terms of uh, Me Too movement and just accusations about inappropriate behavior, that that all feeds into what we're looking at on the Supreme Court nomination. Holy smokes. At the same time, though, you don't want someone to be skewered for something no. you didn't do. I don't know how... As a 16 or 17-year-old yeah, I, I don't that know, adds another layer. Yeah, of- I don't know how responsibly we wade through this, Greg. It's hard. Well, there's a, there's there's a lot more to wade through, and I'm and I'm sure this time next week we'll still be talking about sure it in, uh, in some way or or another. Right. I guess. I mean, people have talked about you know Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, right? I mean, that's a totally different time. Mm-hmm. But look, you know, look at that whole debacle. So here we go again. Good golly. And and in terms of the margins of uh, you know Republican advantage over the Democrats in terms of numbers on the committee and even in the Senate, there's a very slim margin there when it comes to the vote. And uh, you've got a couple of key women Republicans who are holding a lot of leverage right now, and and, uh, there's a lot of attention on them and what they'll do. Yes. Greg Clugson is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, uh, we are not that far away from midterm um, elections. Talk about that with us for a little bit. Well, the president uh, has made it a priority to be out on the campaign trail a lot for Republican candidates in a lot of states. Uh, He did have a couple of rallies and a couple of campaign trips last week postponed because of the uh, the approaching hurricane in the Carolinas. Uh, but he'll be in Nevada on Thursday for another one of his uh, rallies and uh, more travel uh, um, most likely on Friday and in, in the coming weeks. All told, the White House says, you know, some 40 different day trips or um, trips to various states uh, between, you know, August and, you know, Election Day and the first week of November. So he's uh, he's wanting to be very active, and obviously what is at stake is keeping the majority in the House and the Senate. Uh, there are a lot of pollsters and other analysts who say that the House is most likely going to flip to the Democrats, and the Senate could also change hands. Uh, but nothing is a given in this political environment. Do you see any of your media colleagues, Greg, who are less inclined to predict the results of this election based on what happened with the presidential election of 16? I think there's a little there's a little hesitation by some people. Um, although when it comes to the midterm elections um, for you know a party in power and what happens with you know the president representing the party in power and what happens with the House. Uh, there is a long track record of uh, the party in power losing a lot of votes, a lot of seats in the House. So uh, if that happens, that would not be out of the ordinary whatsoever. Uh, although if that happens at a much higher clip than um, is even predicted by some people right now, uh, that's obviously going to be trouble for the Trump White House. Uh, but it also speaks to the idea that maybe there are some analysts and others who are, are, are you know, cautioning a little bit before jumping because of what happened in 2016. Well, Greg, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your insight, your reporting on the national political scene, and uh, your time here is very valuable for us. So thanks so much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Greg Cluxton, SRN News White House correspondent. We are at the beginning of another road here, which is oh. fraught with all sorts of unimaginable things. Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? 
Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retiring. Call Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. It's a day of hope with Food for the Poor on Word FM. I work at Food for the Poor because I believe that God has not forgotten nor forsaken the poor. Rather, he specifically instructed you and I to do good and share our blessings with those in need. And sharing my gifts and talents with the poor is to me the ultimate show of gratitude towards God for all that he has done. It's also the most practical means of reminding those who are crying out to God in their desperation that God sees them, he hears them, and that he loves them. He loves them enough to use me as an instrument to show that love. I am Cassandra Celestin. I work in the special events department, and I am food for the poor. Would you save kids now? Just call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or give online at wordfm.com. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, along with St. Barnabas Health System, proudly presents the next session in their educational series, Innovation Pittsburgh, Friday, September 21st from 8 to 11.30 a.m. at the Washington Place of St. Barnabas Health System in Gibsonia. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy and explore what great opportunities are in store for America's most livable city, featuring a panel of the region's leading entrepreneurial experts. For tickets and information, visit PGH North Chamber. The T.J. Martell Foundation, music's promise for a cure. To learn more, visit tjmartell.org. That's tjmartell.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever wondered what are the stumbling blocks that keep people from really getting across the faith barrier to accept and to believe the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, we discuss that very thing with Mike Fabares, Ryan Batesel, and James McDonald on the next installment of Uncontainable, the podcast that delves into the deep recesses of great archives of great teaching. Join us next time on this station's homepage and at ChristianRadio.com. Rather cloudy and humid tonight with showers from tropical rainstorm Florence, low temperature 65. Tomorrow, a morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, warm and humid, a high of 81. Tomorrow night will be partly cloudy, a bit more comfortable, low 62. For Wednesday, partly sunny, warm and less humid with a high of 80. I'm Aki Weather Meteorologist Bill Skladankis on 101.5 Word FM. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with Joan and Kathy, both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College. (laughs) 
Hey, we are sorry to hear of an accident that happened at the uh, Shrine Circus over the weekend, Friday evening. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports that two children and an adult were riding the camel. It was during an intermission Sunday. So the, Sunday at the Shrine Circus at oh, PPG. I, I thought it was Friday. So they do this. There's an intermission, and then you have an opportunity to go down and pet the animals. Right. And it's sort of – they're making more money, essentially, mm-hmm. right? You get a little closer to the to the action. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work out well. Apparently, um, the a camel was startled and started bucking during that point. It's a big animal. It's a very big animal. Uh, one child's arm was broken, which appears to, appeared to be the most serious injury. Uh, the child was taken to a hospital along with five other kids and one adult. It happened around 3.30 p.m. yesterday. The camel was brought under control and the circus resumed. The circus was in its third and final day. Uh, Pittsburgh Department of Public Safety told CBS Pittsburgh, and I'm reading from their article, that the children and the adult were riding the tethered camel, which was led by a qualified handler when the animal got spooked and started bucking. Public safety and circus officials didn't immediately know what startled the camel, but one witness told the station a child threw a shovel used to clean up after the animals at the camel's feet. What? How did a kid get a shovel? They were giving camel rides and camels were walking around calmly, and then a kid threw a shovel at the camel's feet, which startled the camel and it started to buck. Well, you know, considering what happened with Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus, and PETA, and uh, all the circus animals, you know, and, and then the Ringling Brothers Circus folding, this is just another sort of end of the circus. Can we just end the circus? Yeah. If you're going to do circus, you should do Cirque, Cirque du Soleil or things right. like that, right? Because Which is a shame because people – if this is true, and again, I'm reading uh, an article from CBS News – if this is true that a kid threw a shovel at a camel, what's the camel going to do? Right, it's an exactly. animal. It's not. I mean, this is not a robot. What's this a is kid doing with a shovel? This huh? is an actual creature. How does a kid get access to a shovel standing next to a camel? That unto itself, that should be answered. That's bad news. So I don't know. Anyway, it says that um, I feel bad for the Shriners because I'm sure it's a big fundraiser for them. Right, right. a lot of money comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, officials say the handlers regained control of the camel within 11 seconds. Uh, emergency medical services were on hand for the event. They provided medical treatment to the children and the adult who were injured. No animals, including the camel, were injured during the incident, and all were checked out and cleared by a veterinarian. Poor, uh, poor kids. Holy smokes. I mean, that'd be super scary. Heck yeah, it would be. But I think it's important for – I mean, I remember this so clearly as a kid. Being taught how to react and act around animals is this really important. Who taught you that? I remember my aunt and uncle t- teaching me that because I had just gotten bit by a dog. Exactly. So it was after the fact. Mm. But if you grow up without animals in your house, you don't know how to right, right. react. You don't know. You think animals are like toys. You don't realize that animals are their own independent creatures, and you can't walk up to them and you know bump them and you know hit them in the face and you know jump around. You have to be careful. You have to learn how to treat dogs. You have to learn how to treat cats. Right. And you for sure have to learn how to treat gigantic animals like a camel. Well, the Shriners have been under pressure for a long time as well. So I mean, I would imagine, I believe this was the last time they were booked into PPG anyway. So it, it really is the demise of the circus. It's sad, but I, I just feel like... We're, did you go to the circus when you were a kid? I hated the circus. You did? Yes. Why? I like the circus. No, I didn't like it at all. You felt bad? Mm-hmm. You, you felt bad for the animals? Even when I was a kid, I felt bad for the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I, I just couldn't enjoy it because I just felt badly for them. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you have to be there. And I mean, I'm not, a, not people, I'm not a person that objects to a zoo. I feel like zoos, as I understand it, 
do the very best they can to yeah. give animals, you know, a, a humane setting. Right. We were just at the a- we were just at the aviary a couple oh, weeks ago. That. You could not beat the type of care and no. love and attention that the penguins get there. Look pretty happy. So, but I just feel like the circus is a different thing, and I just can't, I can't sign on for it. Yeah. Well, it's gone essentially, and okay. I'm sure now with the short. Well, I'm glad nobody this. was seriously hurt. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Be back in a few minutes. Stick around. My name is Marla, and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They listened to us from day one. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. And this is going to get us somewhere in one place instead of I'm going to have to run to 15 different spots. About four weeks into the brain balance program, my kid could sit on the couch and just breathe. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. Our lives right now have dramatically changed because of brain balance. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. For more information, visit brainbalance.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. People look at me like I'm crazy when I say to them, I had a great time this morning with my dentist. The reviews are in and patients are raving about Dr. Megan Stock. She's just wonderful and it's such a joy to go in there and they look at you like it's a joy to go to the dentist. I said, well, you don't know my dentist and you should switch over. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. It's a wonderful experience and she does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you so we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress this is robin trzinski of the original mattress factory and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience check out our products view our prices and even place an order for pickup local delivery or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area just visit originalmattress.com and find a thoughtfully made honestly priced mattress of your own the original mattress factory great beds no bull Here we go. Ready? Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along. We've been talking with in great detail over the last month or so about the PA Grand Jury Report, the sexual abuse crisis in uh, the state of Pennsylvania, and specifically Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania. In the Catholic Church. A lot of that conversation uh, has centered around, well, you know, we, we would avoid this trouble if priests were allowed to marry because the celibacy rule apparently is not being honored, hard for priests to follow through, a lot of different tendrils there. We're here to talk to us about this, a regular guest on our show, Father Jason Sharon. Father Sharon is a Catholic priest, 
Uh, he is Ukrainian Catholic, which is a different from Roman Catholic. Father, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, people often ask me about that very question about, um, you know, Father, you're married, because Eastern Catholic priests uh, can be taken from among married men. Um, you're married and you have kids, and uh, I think all you know priests should be married to get rid of the this, this sex abuse problem. And I, I say it's it's not about celibacy. Um, we have, I'm also an educator, uh, and we have a, uh, I think throughout North America, it's safe to say there's a, a real problem with uh, sexual predation in, in public schools, yes. you know, yes. and uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about that because you have powerful unions at play, but that that's a fact. And uh, these people who are doing this, some of them are single, some of them are married, uh, but they, they operate under the veneer of, you know, he's a school teacher, he's out for the kids to help them and all that. And the same, uh, the same stuff happens in the church, unfortunately, is that um, even if you were to have um, all priests being uh, taken from among your married male population, uh, you're still going to have predators who will use the guise of a wife and kids and, uh, you know, priestly ministry uh, to, to exact the evil they want to do. Um, and so I, then, Jason, then from you, the way you look at it, if it's not married priest or celibate priest, what is it? It's it's apostasy. It's a, it's a it's a spitting in the face of God. It's a turning against the faith, and um, it's a repudiation of everything that's good and holy and 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 true. Uh, so I, I think these people are not uh, priests who became perverts. Really, it's a case of of, of perverts becoming priests. And these um, perverted men uh, who prey on the innocent and uh, violate the laws of God, um, they have no qualms about using uh, the, the, uh, the church as a, as a ruse or as a, as a, as a disguise uh, to get what they want. And that's what I wonder about. I mean, how is it that a person who ascribes holiness to central core of their life would sacrifice career, family, other opportunities, enter into seminary and study God's word and then agree to lead a flock, all that, but then sidestep that for the lust of the flesh. I I don't understand that disconnect. Yeah. Well, we're we're speaking about uh, principalities and and, uh, powers and things that are beyond the merely human uh, world that that we see and touch and feel. Uh, we're dealing with spiritual warfare here, and um, uh, as I said, these these guys, I think uh, most of them are are really not at their core religious men. They're religious actors. They're you know, kind of prima donnas. They're mm. um, they're they're feigning something in order to to get what they really want. Um, but I think there 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 are there is an element there of people who started off right, and um, in in the spiritual battle, they they. Uh, they gave in to to the, the you know the the, the diabolical uh, uh, powers that that tempt all of us. I mean, none of these sins are beyond anyone falling into them. You're you're, you're susceptible. I'm susceptible. Without a doubt. And so uh, um, Adam fell. Uh, the apostles, uh, Judas. Uh, I mean, each one of us. Anyone who's listening to you who has flesh on his bones is susceptible mm-hmm. to doing these same things. No doubt. And that's why our prayer always has to be, Lord, have mercy. I think what's so disconcerting about so many aspects of this is that the church itself, all the way up to the Pope, essentially has gone mute or yeah. has just disavowed any conversation about this. 
Can you speak about that? What is it about uh, being a Ukrainian Catholic? Are you under the umbrella of the Roman Catholic Pope? Uh, well, yes, we are. Uh, the, the Pope has a number of hats, kind of like the uh, President of the United States. He's the uh, uh, you know, chief executive. He's also the um, commander in chief. Commander in chief, um, and uh, you know he's also head of a family if he's married with kids. So it's three hats he wears right there. So when he speaks, you have to kind of parse. You know, as he's speaking, see, it's sure. this, this, and this. So it's the same with uh, for Eastern Catholics uh, when the Pope speaks. Uh, you know, for us, it, we just have to ask ourselves, and our bishops tell us, you know, is he speaking as the universal, you know, successor of Christ, the head of the apostles, um, successor of St. Peter, or is he speaking as, um, you know, the head of the of the Roman Catholic uh, Church? Um, but yes, we are connected with uh, with the Holy Father, and uh, I um, uh, I agree with people who are who are concerned and disappointed by um, his silence lately, and. Uh, it was a similar thing. He, he didn't handle the, uh, the the similar situation in Chile very well, and um, uh, even with the Synod on the Family that uh, happened uh, in 2015, you know the man he chose as the uh, one of the as his personal delegate uh, was Cardinal Daniels, a man who uh, is, is has a bad reputation for for what he did in Belgium. He covered up for uh, a bishop of his who had molested his own nephew. And uh, so a lot of people were outraged that the Pope would select that man in 2015 to be his personal delegate to the sure. Synod on the Family. Uh, so yeah, as Catholics, we don't we don't uh, submit our um, our uh, conscience, um, and uh, I mean we we submit our conscience to the to the faith and to the you know, the the, uh, the teaching of the Church, but it does not mean that we um, are, are unable to ask uh, questions and clarifications. In fact, canon law requires us to that canon 212 in the, in the Roman Catholic Code says that the faithful have a right uh, to pose uh, uh, questions on such matters. So at least from the outside they're looking in, silence in many ways signals complicity. And if that's the fact, if that's the truth, then the church itself has lost all moral authority to teach Christ's teachings. If if the church is being uh, silent on this, um, and in certain dioceses it certainly has been, and not only silent but unfortunately we complicit. see complicit, you know, in 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 grave moral evil, then uh, this compounds the sin, and um, I, I don't think it it uh, strips the church of her moral authority because that's that's Christ given. But it certainly uh, deals uh, a, a deadly blow in the eyes of people that this church would have moral standing with us. Um, I mean, we've been through this before in previous centuries. This exact problem existed. It predates us by a thousand years, the time of St. Peter Damien, who addressed all of this. And he wrote down a whole book on it, the, the Book of Gomorrah, and condemned it, um, cleansed out the church. And here we are a thousand later back again. Uh, with the same problem, but in the intervening years, the church was able through you know uh, the martyrs and through the you know the the the, the return to the original teaching, uh, was able to kind of reestablish uh, her her moral authority. But I agree, it, it's certainly uh, uh, um, trembling right now with mm-hmm. under the weight of these uh, horrendous accusations. We're talking to Jason Sharon, um, F- Father Jason. Talk about the average Catholic. Um, who we've heard from so many of them over the last month who feel powerless, who feel as if they, they've lost their love. Yeah. 
and they've they've lost their trust in the church, the capital C church, and um, and they don't know how to affect change because they feel as if the laity don't have the you know the power to do anything um, when it regards uh, whether it's a priest, a bishop, or the collection of of um, of all together. The, the the church is Christ's bride, and the filth of men cannot take that away from Christ. And uh, the people are the bride of Christ. Uh, so if the men in the church are doing their best, as Judas did, and as other uh, the other apostles who you know abandoned our Lord, if they're if they're doing their best to sully the image of Christ's beloved bride, then I say to the people then you become that holy bride that you want your ministers to be. Uh, don't pass the buck. And uh, history teaches us that in the uh, 16th century, um, you know, when the, the Catholic Church uh, in England underwent a fierce persecution under Henry VIII because he wanted to marry uh, well, his various wives, um, all the bishops, all of them, except for one, they all capitulated, mm-hmm. you know, because it meant losing their income and their title and their property. And they all capitulated, except for one. But the people, the people were true. You know, the people held on amidst horrible sufferings. So uh, I say uh, to to your listeners that if you want the church to be holy again, if you want her to be uh, a, a light on a hill, if you want her to be shining and beautiful, then you become holy. You become the holy church that Christ calls you to be. Don't wait for others to do it. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a faithful, practicing Catholic and to attend Mass on a Sunday morning and feel, I, mean, I think there has to be a, a great sense of loss and longing yep. and yep. heartbreak. Yep. Uh, I mean, you want to you know go what? and worship. I, I have to say, I, I'm not a practicing Catholic. I've never been Catholic. I sense that in myself, just because we are all, we're all the church, all mm. of us, regardless of our denomination. And I think on Sunday morning, I'm grieving mm. just on behalf of all of us and then how we've sullied the name of Jesus. You know, a lot of this is, um, and I, I'm not, I'm not deferring this or passing the buck, but sure. you know, these things that came out in the, in the, in the Pennsylvania grand jury. Uh, these referred to things that happened, you know, decades ago. I know a fair number of the priests in Pittsburgh. I've only been here. I'm in my fifth year. Uh, I can't speak for the, the the priests who were here years ago. Of course. I know the priests who are here now who are bearing There are many the excellent burden. men here. They are really and truly men of Christ. I get they, that. They love him. And uh, I, I feel uh, I feel horrible for them. Without a doubt. Because uh, they have to, to to bear on their backs the iniquity of... Uh, of other men, men whom they they never met, um, but it, it, it's painful, and I, I feel horrible for them. Um, but uh, we have precedent for this in the Old Testament, and we, we can talk about that at greater length if you have a moment. Well, Jason, we don't. We're, yeah. Our time is up, but uh, we certainly appreciate you coming here today as a representative and facing these questions head on. Uh, like Kath and myself, and I know our listeners, our heart breaks, and uh, you can I can see it in your visage as well. Mm-hmm. So we take one tiny step forward. Uh, We know that Christ is on the throne, and that matters more than anything. Thank you, Jason. Glory to God. Father Jason Chiron, he joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. We'll take a break and be back in just a few minutes. Please stay with us.
This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Look, we've talked to so many people over the last month, um, people inside the Catholic Church talking about their own denomination, their own church family, the, the, the grief and the disillusionment and everything. And we've heard a lot of really wise comments. But yeah. what Jason just said, that if you want a pure and holy church, then you be that. You don't wait for anybody. You don't wait for a priest. You don't wait for a clergy member. You be the pure and holy church that you want to see. To me, that's one of the best things I've heard since that grand jury report came out. And I think that's the truth, that that has been the way in the church. That Obviously, the people who are there Sunday, Wednesday, or whatever throughout the week, they are the church. Mm-hmm. But you do, you do necessarily need those leaders you, to guide well, it, you. But it's easy to say, okay, well, they failed. And so I'm hacked off, and so no, I don't no. give a care oh. anymore. There are tons of people that think that. You read Twitter. Yeah, well, there, I think there the, are tons of people that are saying, "Forget it." If, but, look, if we, there's a if there's a a wicked fallen priesthood, then I'm not going to give you know any attention to my faith anymore. But I'm you done. know, part of the problem is, and the big part of the problem, well, people go, I, "I've been tithing, I've been giving faithfully all these years, and all this money's going away to these you know well, yeah, lawsuits a, yeah, from these predators," a, and you kind of go, "What the that's heck?" That's an have accurate thing to be upset about. But what Jason is saying is if you want a church 
that is pure and unblemished, then that starts with you. So we, it's very easy for us all to get annoyed with every pastor we've seen, every Southern Baptist pastor, every Sovereign Grace pastor, every Catholic priest. You could just name it. You can go down. It's every denomination. Right. You get so sick of that. You get so disillusioned. But you know what? It's up to each one of us to make the right decisions. We cannot pass the buck. I mean, you know, I'm not part of the Catholic Church here, but to think that the, the church would shrink, it would not be a bad of thing. Of course. Yes. Right? To close... Look, Close the ranks here and, and flush it out. But I don't believe the leadership from the Vatican all the way down has the wherewithal. They, I think they're in protecting mode. They're just going to well, dig Well, they better in. get out of protecting mode and get into repentance mode. Hey, during our 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about hashtag MeToo, the female martyrs of the faith. What were the ancients doing and thinking as they stood up for themselves? Stay with us. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Washington is a Twitter over allegations of sexual misconduct by Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Deborah Katz, an attorney representing the accuser Christine Blasey Ford, tells NBC's Today Show her client is not taking a position on whether Kavanaugh should withdraw as nominee to the Supreme Court. She's not taking a position on that. She believes that these allegations obviously bear on his character and his fitness. And the denials, of course, also bear on her, his character and fitness. President Trump predicts a little delay on the nomination. Mr. Trump wonders why Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein waited so long to raise concerns about Kavanaugh. It wasn't even brought up at that meeting, and she had this information. So you would have thought certainly that she would have brought it up at the meeting, not wait till everything's finished and then have to start a process all over again. On Wall Street, they're down by 92 points. The Nasdaq down by 114. This is SRN News. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Todd Chapman here with Food for the Poor. I just returned from Haiti, where I met too many families who are clinging to life because of lack of food. You probably know that Haiti is the poorest country on this side of the world. The average person struggling to earn just $2 a day. But life in Haiti is harder than ever due to skyrocketing inflation, rising food prices, and a prolonged drought. I met many families who survive by raising crops on small plots of land. But those fields are now dust bowls. Even the lucky few who find work are only able to make enough 
money to buy a cup of rice each day, never enough to feed their kids. They're desperate, and so I'm calling on you, God's people, to help. Through Food for the Poor, you can feed a starving family of four for a whole year for just $320 and give them access to clean, safe drinking water for life. $320 can bring hope back to these families in the name of Christ. Just $27 a month. Will you help? 855-828-4673. You can also give online at wordfm.com or you can call from your cell phone. Simply dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary on Tuesday, October 2nd at 4 p.m. for their annual McClure Lecture in World Mission and Evangelism. This year's lecture will feature Emory University professor and author G. Hugh Hansiles. Dr. Hansiles' free lecture, Christian Unity and Witness in a New Age of Migration, will be held on the campus of Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, 616 North Highland Avenue in East Liberty. Learn more at pts.edu. Hey, this is John Hall. This Friday, Kath and I hit the books as The Ride Home broadcasts live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's the grand reopening of the newly renovated Barber Library, the largest standalone theological library east of the Mississippi. Stop by from 4 to 6, enjoy coffee at the cafe, and see all this fantastic local resource has to offer, including the new Fred Rogers Family Room. You'll be over the moon. Speaking of which, Andy Masick from the History Museum will join us to talk about the upcoming Apollo 11 exhibit. This Friday from 4 to 6 on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Rather cloudy and humid tonight with showers from tropical rainstorm Florence, low temperature 65. Tomorrow, a morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, warm and humid, a high of 81. Tomorrow night will be partly cloudy, a bit more comfortable, low 62. For Wednesday, partly sunny, warm and less humid with a high of 80. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Bill Skladankis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Kathy, good to see you. Uh, how was uh, your Sears repairman? Uh, the Sears repairman that was supposed to come between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. This is the ongoing nine-month-old chronicle this is a good of story. me I'm trying sorry. to get my refrigerator fixed. And I don't want to dwell in your misery. Thank you. But I do, uh, from the outside perspective looking in, see you floating alongside Sears and their inability to respond to your cry for help. It is absolutely shocking what to the me heck's going on? that a major company in America can be this incompetent. Yeah, well, it is absolutely shocking. Well, if you're considering buying any appliance at Sears, let me be the first person to dissuade you from that, to say that you are inviting into your life such unbelievable incompetence, harassment, emotional pain that you should buy your appliance anywhere else that's strong anywhere else that is strong cap all right so hopefully you get this thing sorted out right nine months i've been going through this just a bad refrigerator it's a bad refrigerator but it's much worse administration and decision making on a corporate level and refrigerators are not cheap nowadays are they no and i would would like to have a freezer that works Mm -hmm. i would like to have a freezer that works instead of being greeted just about every other day with absolute blockage, and let me use the word again because there just is no better one, incompetence on the phone. Hello, Sears. Anybody out there? 
Hello, Sears. Okay. All right, so let's, let's go can, to another and, and I'll continue to talk about that online. I'll continue to talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook. Anyone who has any questions about my dissatisfaction with the Sears company, I would be happy to go into great detail. Hashtag Sears. Okay, let's move to Brett Kavanaugh because that's a... Uh, that is a storm that is swirling around us. It's shocking what's happened here. So earlier this summer, a woman by the name of Christine Blasey Ford wrote a confidential letter to a senior Democratic lawmaker alleging that Brett Kavanaugh, who is the nominee for the Supreme Court, sexually assaulted her more than three decades ago when they were high school students in suburban Maryland. Now, since Wednesday, and I'm reading for the Emma, I'm reading from the Emma Brown article in the Washington Post. Since Wednesday, she has watched as that bare bones version of her story has become public without her name or without her consent. It has drawn a blanket denial from Judge Kavanaugh. Um, this nomination that was absolutely in the bag. Done deal. The vote was going to happen on Thursday is now um, in under serious question. question. Yep. So th- this is. I mean, this is you could not look for a more exclamation point infused event in the hashtag Me Too mm. era than this Supreme Court justice, someone out of the past 35 years or so ago, whether, you know, he was a 16, 17 year old. Uh, she's saying one thing. He's saying another. They both agree that they'll testify under oath before Congress, which is a huge thing. She's already taken a lie detector test and passed it. Yep. Yeah. He is saying unequivocally, not only did he not do it, not only did he not sexually assault her, but he was not even at the party in question. And a new wrinkle today that Brett Kavanaugh's mother, who is also a judge, was involved in some sort of judgment against the family of Christine Blasey Ford years ago. If you want to look for conspiracy and and let me add some drama to this in case you're not following along. Midterm elections um, will happen at the beginning of November. There is a chance. And of course, based on the polling that we were familiar with in the 2016 election, nothing is sure. Nothing. But there are indications that perhaps perhaps the Democrats would take control of the House. That's a that's a pretty common thing after mm-hmm. a presidential election sure, a in the midterm election. Um, so if that would happen, that wouldn't be a big shock. But in this instance, it could change everything we're talking about as far as Supreme Court nominations. Sure if you end up with a Democratic House, what if you end up with a Democratic Senate? Now, from what I see, that does not look likely. However, as we learned in the 2016 election, anything's possible. anything's possible because people actually vote in this country. So what if that happened? Then we would how what kind of nominee could President Trump put forward from his list of nominees Not that many. he released during the election? Um, you know, he has he has farmed this out to the Federalist Society and they've done a wonderful job in coming up with the nominee. None. I can't imagine any of those would be passed no, by a Democratic either. House. There's no way. No. I mean, this is politics to the end. Okay, so here's my question. Uh, You know, we've spent so much time talking about the hashtag Me Too movement when it comes to Hollywood celebrities, when it comes to people in USA Gymnastics, when it comes to the Sovereign Grace Church, uh, when it comes to the Willow Creek Church, when it comes to the Roman Catholic Church. And we've said over and over again that our first obligation has got to be to the person who alleges that they were a victim. Because what we have seen over and over again are institutions that perpetually ignore the victim. Yes. Okay. So we both need to say that. That's where we are in this. 100%. We, we, we need to be on the side of the victim. No doubt. Um, in this instance, um, I want to express compassion to this woman for what she experienced. 
Um, I do have questions, though, because I want us to end up at a place of truth and not just a place of uh, of politics, whatever side you may fall on. Here's my concern about Christine Blasey's Ford account. There are a lot of spaces in it. Like she's not she's not sure exactly when this happened. She's not sure whether it was like after her sophomore year in high school or after her junior year in high school. It seems like a big difference. It seems like a big deal. If this happened to you that made a life scarring decision and you're still talking about it and you first reveal the details to your husband in therapy 35 years after the fact, you would remember. I feel like you would remember. But she did pass a lie detector test, and now she's unmasked. She's 51 years old. She holds a professional, um, you know, position in a, in a high-ranking place. I mean, and from every indication, she did not want to. She wanted no. to be anonymous in this. So all of a sudden, her her world is spinning on a dime. Right. That's an awful. That's lot. a lot to risk. It surely is. So that makes me. There's think, some weight there. Okay. Here's another thing. Um. Ford said she told no one of the incident in any detail until 2012. It's a long time when she was in couples therapy with her husband. The therapist notes, portions of which were provided by Ford and reviewed by the Washington Post, do not mention Kavanaugh by name. Mm-hmm. But say she reported she was attacked by students from an elitist boys school who went on to become highly respected, high-ranking members of society in Washington. And maybe, you know, I mean, who knows how therapists work, you know, what details they drill down into. Maybe the, the, the names didn't matter. Maybe just the event itself. Sure, that, that could be. The notes say four boys were involved. A discrepancy Ford says was an error on the therapist's part. Mm-hmm. Ford said there were four boys at the party, but only two in the room. Uh, and then it also goes back to, well, you know, how culpable are you when you're 16 years old? There's been that conversation. 16 or right? I mean, that happens. What do you think about that? I mean, here's, here's the thing. Part of me wants to say, look, I mean, I just was talking in the four o'clock hour about, we were talking about uh, quitting jobs. We mentioned, um, yeah. what's his name? Vontae Davis, who played for the Washington or for the Buffalo Bills. Who left <laughs> who at retired, halftime. <laughs> retired at halftime. I'm done. That is so funny. We talked about quitting jobs, and I said I quit a job at one point in my life because I was angry, and I regret it. I quit a job when I was 17. But you don't don't regret it. Oh, no. I didn't didn't have a clue. (laughs) I was selling refrigerators. So maybe – Right. Maybe you're the person (laughs) that's talking to us. back here. Uh 1-800-SEERS. So we've we've all done things in our past we regret. But here's the thing. If someone brought up how I quit that job – you know, as some sort of litmus test for for me, I would have to answer it. I mean, it's not like I could, you know, weasel out of it. No. If I actually... The facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. He is saying that the facts are that he was never there. I have no recollection. I was never there. I don't know what she... I mean... So if he was there, he's done. Oh, you would, He is absolutely, completely done. Of course. Why would you want your Supreme Court justice, you know, lying? To be a liar. No. So how does the truth come out? How does that work its way through? It's just going to depend on who who they believe, right? I guess. And are they just going to believe on party lines? Are all the Republicans going to believe not. him and I, all the please, Democrats are going to believe please her? Please tell me that's not the case, that there's some wisdom here. Please tell me that that's not the case. Christine Ford is a professor at Palo Alto University. She teaches in a consortium with Stanford, training grad students in clinical psychology. Her work has been widely published in academic journals. Apparently, now this is another thing that causes me to question it, is that she contacted the Washington Post through a tip line in early July Mm -hmm. um, when it had become clear that Kavanaugh was on the short list of possible nominees to replace uh, Anthony Kennedy. 
Okay. Um, she's also, so she contacted somebody in the summer, but Diane Feinstein didn't bring it up until four days ago. Right. But so, apparently but it was Diane an open Feinstein secret. knew in, about it. And it was an open secret she, in Washington, D.C. She knew about it. And so when she met with Judge Kavanaugh, why didn't she bring it up? If she was concerned about it, was she saving this I think as it like kind of feels that way? As like the, the, the bottom, gotcha moment, the bottom of the ninth moment right. when she uh-huh. could, when she could pull it out. I mean, nothing's past politicians. So that seems the timing of it. I don't know. The timing of it seems shaky. The whole thing is shaky. The whole thing is so twisted. Imagine being Brett Kavanaugh and you're thinking, okay, I'm, unless he did it, I guess. And then the right. whole time is he thinking, is that the thing that's going to come out and get me? But look, we've just spent all this time vaunting his great integrity and honesty and what a quality for him to sort of weasel out and back off on this thing. It see, that seems unlikely as well. All right. To me. Well, let me add something else to oh, just muck it up. Gracious, Are you ready? Because sure. this is really going to confuse you. Um, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Charles Grassley released a letter from 65 women who right. say they knew Kavanaugh, wait, when he attended high school. Okay, so here's my question about that. You were had to anticipate this in some way, because how do you gather the names or all that of 65? There's like a PR firm That's now a good involved question. in this. That's a good question. So 65 women what? say they knew him in high school. He went to an, wait, he went to an all-guys school. Wait, wh- when he attended high school, 1979 to 1983, at uh-huh. Georgetown Prep, which is an all-boys school. But, I mean, it's not like he doesn't know girls if he goes to an all-boys school. 65 women? Listen, through the more than 35 years we have known him, Brett has stood out for his friendship, character, and integrity, the women wrote. In particular, he has always treated women with decency and respect. That was true when he was in high school, and it has remained true to stay. Holy That's what smokes. they said. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 65 women. I mean, look... Uh, there's probably you know no no doubt to that. However, the charges are this guy was drunk out of his mind, right? With another buddy. All okay, bets so, are okay. Off. Guess what I went to look at today? Hmm. His senior yearbook. His photo. Yes. And I went to look at what it said in a senior yearbook thing. I did a little there search. There is his there, senior yearbook it's online. online. What you can find it. I found it today. Who's Listen got to me. I'm telling online. you, it was there. It's it's there. His senior yearbook. His senior like yearbook says, photo, like his his picture, yeah. his name, whatever the things you know, the clubs he was in, the yeah, things yeah, he yeah, remembered. Yeah. And several things on there sound alcohol related. That's all I can say. He was like keg master or something like that. Mm. Some of those things sound alcohol related. Now, is that a surprise when you're talking about high school boys? No. Probably not. No. But not. I'm just saying that I went to look at it today and that's what I saw. Ay, 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 ay. Has the world turns. I don't huh? know what to say. Yeah. I don't know. That's an awful lot. Hey, stick around. We're going to talk about uh, hashtag me too from a really ancient perspective about the great martyrs of the Christian faith early in the Christian faith. Stay with us. WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. How important it is that we recognize mercy is not just some motivation back there somewhere for, you know, holier people than thou. It ultimately becomes the fuel, the actual power of the Christian life to understand how great is God's mercy toward you. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Obamacare, Trump Care, Affordable Care, COBRA, all these choices, but they all bring one word to mind expensive. There's so many changes happening in healthcare today, but fortunately, I know someone that's been on the forefront of health insurance for years, and that's Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of pros are licensed with every 
healthcare provider in the country, and they help to determine which plan is right for you. And then they can expertly help you to choose the best plan for your needs. Do you need or not need maternity coverage? Well, call Marley Financial. Do you have a pre-existing condition? Call Marley. Do you want just catastrophic or just accident coverage? You know the answer. Call Marley Financial. And are you worried about the penalty? Well, all of Marley's financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. And most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousands a year. So call, call Todd, Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Find them on the web, marleyfg.com. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber, along with St. Barnabas Health System, proudly presents the next session in their educational series, Innovation Pittsburgh, Friday, September 21st from 8 to 11.30 a.m. at the Washington Place of St. Barnabas Health System in Gibsonia. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy and explore what great opportunities are in store for America's most livable city, featuring a panel of the region's leading entrepreneurial experts. For tickets and information, visit PGH North Chamber. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, from local farmers to local leaders, Fellowship Foods delivers local sustainable groceries right to your doorstep. Now get $100 worth of fresh veggies, fruits, meat, eggs, coffee, cheese, and more from 75 local area farmers. Arms for just 50 bucks. It doesn't get fresher than Fellowship Foods. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. It's really interesting. The hashtag MeToo movement making headlines today with the Supreme Court uh, nominee Brett Kavanaugh. But it, it goes back ancient. Man and woman first walked the earth. From the very moment that Adam and Eve disobeyed God mm-hmm. and sin entered the world. Their communion together was broken. Yeah. Just done. Eve was going, hashtag me too, Adam. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, there's an article online uh, in uh, Christianity Today. The female martyrs, hashtag me too message. Uh, with us today is uh, Lynn Kohick. Lynn is a provost, dean of Denver, Denver Seminary, a New Testament scholar. She writes on women in the early church and on the letters of Paul. Lynn, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me to join you, John and Kathy. Our pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Lynn, this is a great article, it really and is. it gives us a needed perspective. I think one of the pro- one of the problems with the internet age is just the intense. Uh, it seems like limitless volume of information. I mean, I said before we went to the break, um, Lynn, as as I was investigating the uh, Brett Kavanaugh story today, I ended up. <laughs> 
I ended up online looking for his senior yearbook photos. And I think <laughs> Okay, they should not ever be allowed online. Oh, they are. They're, they're, they're there. I found it. I found it. I found it. We're looking at your senior photo, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's... So that was the uh, 80s and the, the uh, shoulder pads and the big hair. Oh, <laughs> no, but listen, that just that just gives us an idea of how much information there is. And if you're, if you're interested in looking into a story, you can end up down every rabbit hole imaginable. And we lose track of a historical perspective. Um, and I right. think that's what you've provided in this article. So when you hear the hashtag MeToo movement, you see everything that's happening in our current culture. Um, it's caused you instead to kind of go back and think about early Christian martyrs who were women. Right, right. I think for me, the um, the martyr, the female martyr and the male martyr, but especially the female martyr, had a voice. And people really listened to it. The early church, uh, whether you are a man or a woman, a believer in the early church, you listened to that woman's voice because she was giving everything, right? Mm-hmm. She was laying, she was confessing unto death her belief in Christ. And so people, believers paused and watched. Now, there were also a lot of scoffers, right? So, I mean, there, there were uh, people mocked her voice, but believers listened to her voice. Mm-hmm. So in the in the uh, article, you go through and you highlight several different women who clearly have historical records. I mean, the stories themselves are shocking. Yeah. And I think really the stories are shocking because of the crowds and the behavior that was fortified, that was allowed. Talk to us about uh, Blandina in, in 177. That's a long way back, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I, one of the remarkable things about Blandina is that she was a slave woman. And and so the society, the wider society around her, figured that she was a liar and a cheat and lazy and you just name it, all the negative character traits. That's what slaves were like. And also, on top of that then, as a woman, she was weak. But yet here is this woman who is undergoes all kinds of physical tortures and nevertheless continues to confess her faith in Christ, even more encouraging all the believers around her. At one moment, she stands, she's um, uh, placed on a stake, and and she raises her hands in in the shape of um, a cross. You know, she lifts up her her hands, uh, and and her testimony is so strong that the believers look at her, and, and they see Christ. I mean, isn't that, we're all supposed to imitate Christ, right? That, that's our call. Right. Can you imagine how, how amazing this Blandina was, that when, they, when the other believers saw her, it's like they saw Christ. And so that's, that's the power of these women's voices uh, that, that, the, that the stories tell us about uh, martyrs in the ancient world. You write in here the early church story, and Eusebius wrote that as she was being tortured, we're talking about Blandina here, Blandina was filled with such power as to be delivered and raised above those who were torturing her by turns from morning till evening in every manner. They were astonished at her endurance as her entire body was mangled and broken. But the blessed woman, like a noble athlete, renewed her strength in her confession, exclaiming, I am a Christian. Those are powerful words. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, as you're reading them, I'm getting goosebumps. I mean, that's the kind of voice that we do find uh, at times today in the Me Too, where a woman says, "This is enough. That there is an injustice going on, and and I need to speak against this injustice." 
And so there is a boldness that I think not not always in the in the Me Too movement, but at times there is this boldness uh, that uh, of of a woman's voice that um, that people stop and listen to. And that was something that I I saw as um, as a similarity: the boldness of some of the voices in the Me Too and the boldness of the voices of the martyrs. Yes. There's also a difference, as I point out in the in the article. And then speaking of boldness, it's bold that there's even historical record of Blandina and the other women you profile in the article. Can you talk about that, about the threat of writing and where that's found? Right, right. So we have uh, the – there's one martyr named Perpetua, and she actually wrote a diary, and, and it – uh, chronicles her time in prison. She was in prison for a little while before she faced the beasts in the arena. She and a small band of men and women who all were martyred at the same time. So we have her diary that was preserved. That uh, very shortly after her death, they uh, the church began an annual celebration of her what they called birthday, which is the day that she was martyred and and uh, received her new birth um, uh, in heaven. And so uh, the church. Church preserved her writing, and so and that's so that's one of the earliest writings we have of of a woman, um, and and then of course others like Eusebius, as you mentioned, recording the story of uh, Blandina. It's because this was the martyrs were held in such high regard by the early church and by the church after Constantine when there wasn't martyrdom anymore. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, people still looked back on these martyrs because they were willing to give all for Christ. And so they, they were admired and the church preserved uh, their words. So talk to us about what we can learn from them. I mean, each one of I'm sure in your professional life, perhaps in your personal life, you've seen all sorts of instances of women being um, well, everything from marginalized to picked abused. upon to abused. Um, talk about the difference in how we you see people responding today and the life and testimony of these women. Well, I think that what these women remind us of, the ancient martyrs, is that women can model uh, valuable character traits that men and and women today can follow. So it's not, uh, these female martyrs were not just modeling for other women, they were also modeling for men. It's very clear in the ancient writings that men look to these women as as moral guides, uh, as people whose prayer life they wanted to model, and and who had a, a courage that these men admired. And I think today that, uh, Women today sh- uh, should take courage um, that God can use them, can speak through them, that they might find themselves in in a moment, a special moment like these ancient women did, where they're called on to testify. Yes. And, and they'll have the courage, uh, I hope, uh, to, to do that through Christ, have the courage to do that. Then it's incumbent upon the Church today to notice that, to celebrate mm-hmm. that, to uh, encourage other uh, men and women to follow that model. So that's where I can see it making a difference uh, today. These, uh, there are women today whose lives should, we should all model ourselves after the kind of courage and commitment that they have for the Lord. Lynn Kohick is with us online at Christianity Today. She wrote an excellent piece, The Female Martyrs, hashtag MeToo message. Lynn, you write this, Justice matters because you are a child of God. Justice matters not because of who we are, but because of who God is. And that's really, truly everything. 
Right, right. And I think that what the what the female martyrs pointed to that isn't necessarily happening in the hashtag Me Too, because it's uh, also a secular movement, but what the ancient martyrs uh, pointed to was resurrection of the body. They were so convinced that their death was really an opportunity for new life. They were they were absolutely convinced that they would share in the resurrection when Christ returned. And so that just that shaped how they understood the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, they many of these models, not Blandina who was a slave, but Perpetua, she was wealthy. Uh, there were some other women who were not martyred but later were ascetics. I mentioned Macrina for example. Um, and they uh, she lived after Constantine uh, and lived a very ascetic life, um, very critical of her own wealth and wanting to bless others with that wealth, all because she was thinking about the new life in her raised body, resurrected body, um, in the life to come. That, I think, also is a special message that the female martyrs can give us. It just helps us prioritize what we're doing today because we value uh, the resurrection. Dr. Lynn Kohick is provost and dean of Denver Seminary. She's a New Testament scholar, and she writes on women in the early church and on the letters of Paul. Lynn, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Our pleasure, really. Hashtag Me Too, whether it's uh, in today's news, the Supreme Court nominee, or Christian martyrs from centuries ago still deeply relevant as we are children of God, all of us. Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retired. Call Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. My oldest son loves to sing, so he was excited to go into high school and being a choir. However, the very first year he went in, they disbanded the high school choir. <laughs> so sad. So he chose Grove City College partially because he wanted to sing in a choir. Now, here's the cool thing. Grove City College has multiple choirs. So my son, he sings like a songbird every week hmm. with all the students at Grove City. So he was able to reinvent himself when he got to college. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I love that. Now, my daughter, when she got to Grove City, had the opposite experience because she had done something in high school all the years that she really loved. She was on the swim team. And so when she was looking for a college, she wanted to find one where, A, she could, she'd be welcome to swim um, regardless of time. But second of all, that it was still a nationally recognized team, even if it was Division three, And she found all of that at Grove City. So something that she really liked in 
high school, she was able to carry through into college. So whether you want to reinvent yourself or you want to continue something that you've been good at and you want to get better at, Grove City College is the perfect location. So here's the deal. Both of our kids attend and love Grove City College. Maybe yours will too. Find out all the details, www.gcc.edu. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Hey, this is John Hall. This Friday, Kath and I hit the books as The Ride Home broadcasts live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's the grand reopening of the newly renovated Barbara Library, the largest standalone theological library east of the Mississippi. Stop by from 4 to 6, enjoy coffee at the cafe, and see all this fantastic local resource has to offer, including the new Fred Rogers Family Room. You'll be over the moon. Speaking of which, Andy Masick from the History Museum will join us to talk about the upcoming Apollo 11 exhibit. This Friday from 4 to 6 on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Rather cloudy and humid tonight with showers from tropical rainstorm Florence, low temperature 65. Tomorrow, a morning shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, warm and humid, a high of 81. Tomorrow night will be partly cloudy, a bit more comfortable, low 62. For Wednesday, partly sunny, warm and less humid with a high of 80. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Bill Skladankis on 101.5 Word FM. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Of course, you know who that is, don't you? It's Paul Simon. Paul Simon. And Paul Simon right now is in the city of Pittsburgh. What? Oh, yeah. Paul Simon is in performance tonight at the PPG Paint Arena. And you will be in attendance. I'll be there. I'm going. I love that. I love this so much. I love it. Now, um, you going with New Mike? Uh, not New Mike. No. no. You going with me? Not you. You going with your wife? Not my wife. Your boys? No. A friend? No. Who are you going with? Moi. <laughs> That's so good. I'm going by myself. Good for you. Listen, you I, should. I ask around. Um, yeah, you didn't ask me. I did not ask you. No, I didn't think you were a fan. Well, I'm. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I like later Paul. Like I love this. Yeah. I love that whole album. Oh, that Graceland. But that early stuff, you I don't can't like stand that. that. What? Oh, I cannot I stand Simon stuff. and Garfunkel. Why? Oh. I grew up with that. Oh. Come on. Are like a bridge kidding? over troubled waters. I like Here. I want to poke a pencil in my eye. What's this? Uh, in Pittsburgh, Kathy. 
Okay, whatever. I love this stuff. No. You just weren't born in that era. Maybe. Yeah. What year did this come out, John? 66, maybe? Oh, close. 65? 68. 68, okay. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm, That's I've, awesome. I've been a fan since I was a little boy. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I remember, uh, like, you know, my best friend when I was, like, nine years old, Keith Shea, and us together, me and Keith singing Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> the two boys with monosyllabic like, names. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Shea, John Hall. I love that guy. He was a really good guy. I wonder where Keith Shea is right now. I looked him up on Facebook. I can't find him. Oh, that's too bad. He was a good guy. Maybe he's be at the concert tonight. <laughs> Sitting next to me. Maybe. I'm going to sit down next. So anyway, um, Paul Simon, love him. Big fan. Wanted to go forever. I've never, been, I've never been to a Paul Simon show. I thought this is his last show. You got to go. Tonight is the Homeward Bound show. And the show, his, the, the tour ends, I think, next month in Queens, which is where he's from. So we're catching the very, very last of Paul Simon. That's great. I love it. Um, so I've been, And I love the fact that you're going by yourself. I just love that. I'm, because you know what? If you want to go, you should oh, go. Oh, I don't care. I just I needed to be there. Exactly. And I'm so super geeked about it. I can't believe it. I've been, I've been talking about it for a week. I said to my wife, you know what today is? She's like, uh, would that be Paul Simon? Like, I've only talked about it like 50 times. <laughs> so anyway, I've been waiting and thinking about it. And you know how I am. I'm kind of slow to move on this stuff. You know, I, tickets are expensive. So I went on Craigslist. And bought a ticket off a guy. And oh no! Is this like a reputable guy, or is it I, I just so. some guy? No, I bought it. I met him, and I felt good about it. I met him in the parking lot of Olive Garden. But that all of a sudden that makes him reputable. His name is Pete. He works over at Foster Plaza. He knew that I worked here. You know, he know how it is you could do on Craigslist. Right. Hey man, ba 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 ba. You know, and there he was. He showed up in his dark blue um, Toyota Corolla. Okay, good thing it wasn't like a Cadillac Escalade. Nope. I, you know, and I just was like purchased hey. on the backs of all the other people he ripped off. I don't think so. I think he's a fine, upstanding guy. You know, he, he was kind of like me. What, what did he say something about? Uh, so we were just talking, you know, standing in the parking lot talking. Do you go to many concerts by yourself? No. What do you, you know, blah blah blah. And you know, he said something. He said something about uh, Paul Simon, and I was like, you sound like an old man, Pete. And, <laughs> and he shook his head. <laughs> Did he know who you were? No, he doesn't know. Oh, good. So he's not trying to rip off the radio guy. No, no. I just said, you know, you know how it is on Facebook. You hold it, I mean, uh, Craigslist, you hold it very close to the vest. Right. Hey, how you doing? Uh, is your ticket still for sale? Right. My name's and, Malcolm. Yeah. And and I wrote J. J. Oh, that's secret. But then later on I said, you know, <laughs> but then later on I gave him, I've got his text. I've got his cell phone. He's got mine. Because, you know. Great. Uh, so maybe he'll be like texting you tonight at 705 saying sucker. He told me, no, he told me a story. He said, I, he said, um, I said to my wife, do you want to go? And she was like, no. So he said, I bought these two tickets for me and my buddy. And then he said, like a couple weeks later, my wife said, what are you going to, you're going to go with your buddy and not with me. So he said, that's why I put this single ticket up. He said, you'll be sitting next to my buddy. Oh, so it's you and his buddy that are going. Yeah. That's going to be a sweet couple. But then later on, <laughs> he, bought, he bought two more tickets to him and his wife. Been there up like, you know. Yeah, but they're super, not sitting with you and his buddy. No, they're not, no. So, buddy, here I come. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Paul Simon, PBG Paints Arena, the Homeward Bound Tour. I'll be there. Poor boys and pilgrims with families, and we are going to Graceland. And my traveling companions are roasting empty sockets. I'm looking at coasting empty. 
101.5 WORD. Your story of faith and spiritual growth is an important one. Here at Word FM, we're interested in hearing how this station has made a direct and positive impact on your life. It's our wish that what you hear from us positively affects you and your family, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit wordfm.com using the keyword story. Record a video message and share your story with us. For doing that, you'll be eligible to win a grand prize of an Apple iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. Visit wordfm.com and use the keyword story for details and to share your video. Life in Haiti is a daily struggle for survival. For Mary Lude, prayer is the only thing that gets her through. She, her husband, and six children live in a small metal shack. It's so small that even her teenage kids have to crawl to get inside. They never eat two days in a row. Usually it's more like two or three days between meals of rice or cornmeal. She has to send her older children to get water, an hour walk up a mountain. They have to do it several times a day, so there's no way they can go to school. The hopelessness of their situation is evident in her eyes. But today there is hope. Your gift through Food for the Poor can make a difference. For just $27 a month for the next year, you can feed most of her family and give them water for life. A $320 one-time gift will give food for a year and water for life to a family of four in Haiti. Will you help Mary Lude and her family? 855-828-4673. 855-828-4673. You can give online at wordfm.com or dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say, I want to give. I think for me, I'm always trying to figure, how can I do this? better. I never want to feel like I've arrived and just sit still. Want to know how Brad Labakan and Red Letter Hymnal take worship to the next level? Attend Calibrate. You get a lot of great information in a one-day time period network with other worship leaders. There was an awesome question and answer time. In a small setting, you got to ask some of the biggest Christian artists and worship leaders questions. To hear from them and to hear the responses was very helpful. Hearing from other people that have been there, done that, and how they do worship, manage their teams, recruit new members, every Everything that's involved built me up, gave me lots of ideas, lots of tools in my toolbox to go to my church with and build up others. There's something for everyone, whether you're in the youth group worship band or you're a seasoned worship team that's been doing it for a long time. Everybody that went to that conference went away stronger. It was very valuable. Calibrate, the worship team event, October 16th at Christ Church at Grove Farm with Josh Wilson, Leland, Love and the Outcome, and Caleb Miller. Featuring worship by Red Letter Hymnal. Sign up now at wordfm.com. I've been a teacher for 25 years. My younger son was tutored a lot. He didn't like certain clothes and he had all of these other sensory situations going on. The teachers were suspecting dyslexia, suspecting ADD. He wasn't able to retain information and he was working harder than any of the other kids. But it was the eye doctor who told me about brain balance and that was the first time a physician had mentioned brain balance. After about two weeks of doing the program, I noticed that one day he just slapped on a pair of pants like it was no big deal. I really noticed that was a huge change for him. He has also started doing his homework by himself. He is able to do things that he wasn't able to do. In the long term, this was a much better investment than putting our son on medication. I would say you have to try this. The results are magnificent. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. 
messages that inspire, give hope, life, and spiritual transformation, and a safe place for you to grow in your faith? Hi, this is John MacArthur of Grace to You. If this sounds like something you could use, visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online at ChristianRadio.com or download the free mobile app today. Miracles do happen. You could knock me over Miracles with a happen. Phone. You know, okay, so Kath's been having this trouble with Sears for forever, for months and months Nine and months. months. And she's really detailed it, but today I've written it. Me. I've written it. I have, I have gone to the nth degree with it, a trying to be as organized, as compassionate, as understanding, as humanly possible. But then earlier today you texted me and you were hot. Oh my, you were so hot. I just, I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to rectify this. And you know, I had offered suggestions, you know, you call Sears Media and, you know, talk to Which them. Which I've also done. But but anyway, you came in and you were just beside yourself. I mean, just I seriously was, it, I was on the verge of tears driving in here you today. You were, yeah. So, so then as we're going to air, you know, during one segment, I just kind of threw it out there and I said, hey, you had a little trouble with Sears and holy smokes, you got hot. And and then, lo and behold, just a moments minute, ago, yeah, just a minute ago, the phone rings, and you know we see a little ID. It says Sears Holdings, and a Sears a Sears guy calls. And what's his name? Tom. Tom, Tom. calls. Yeah, Tom. I got to tell you, Dig you Tom. I just want to say thank you to Tom. I'll, I'll give Tom all the props right Someone's now. Someone's alive. Tom says he's on the case. Get on the case. Tom recognized that there was a, a person at my house today who, by the way, did nothing, but he recognized that there was someone at my house today. Tom says that he is going to help me work this out. Personally. Tom says. Dig you that. Tom, you are on the verge of becoming my new hero. Oh, my gosh. Fabulous. Thank you, Tom. Let's just get that thing taken care of once and for all. Thank all right. You, so tonight's the Emmys. Yeah, uh, you have any interest 70, in the 70th Primetime Emmys will be tonight at 8 o'clock on NBC. Mm-hmm. John, my question for you is, since you'll be at the Paul Simon concert, yep. have you decided to record this so you can watch <laughs> it in its entirety upon your return home? If I could care less, uh, I mean, seriously, this is the last thing I'm interested in. All right. The last thing. Mike, will you be watching the 70th annual Primetime Emmys? Uh, forced to. Oh. Forced to. Oh, yes. because of your wife? Yes. She, oh, really? She's an Emmy fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is the He's deal? Done. So, but the Emmys covers a wide swath of the entertainment chunk. Well, it's everything on television, and then some, isn't it? I no, mean, it's just television. Oh, it's gigantic. Yeah. Emmys are just TV. Okay, so 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 with streaming now, does that also include streaming? This is not just the network. Well, that's a very good question. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things. <laughs> One of the things that I'm interested in watching tonight, um, if you remember last year, Hulu became the first streaming service who won a category for best drama with The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, sure. And so that really did open things up um, because, you know, we've got original content from Netflix. What was everybody? Was it the Netflix? Was Mudbound that was up for an Academy Award this year? Was that Netflix? That was Netflix. That was Netflix. Um, So it's kind of hard to tell. Like, how do you know what's an Emmy? And how do you know, like, Mudbound was released by Netflix, and that went up for an Academy Award. But it played in theaters for, like, a heartbeat. So once it gets in the theaters, then it crosses the line. And then it came back into the streaming service. Got it. It's a wonderful film, by the way. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it's on my list. I really do want to see that. Um, Now, even before tonight's ceremony, Netflix has been bragging because they earned 112 nominations this year, the most of any TV network or streaming service. 112. And that that broke HBO's 17. 
17-year streak as the most nominated no network. Kidding. Well, holy smokes. I mean, look at all, look at that output. When you see Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, this is – They used to talk about the golden age of television. This has to be yeah, the golden age of television. I agree. Because there's more things produced now than ever. I agree. Holy smokes. Um, Lauren Michaels is producing tonight's. Is he, though? Yeah, the SNL creator. And also the two guys from SNL. I don't watch SNL anymore. It's just – it's kind of um, – I left it a couple of years ago. My eighteen-year-old uh, watches it, so you know I you see, see it, it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Michael Chi and Colin Jost, who are oh, Jost, they're the weekend. They're the weekend update anchors. They're going to be doing tonight's show. Oh, they're good. They do a good job. MC. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Game of Thrones uh, is up for uh, the Emmy again this year. Mm-hmm. It's his, after its seventh season. I've never seen it. Um, it's also up against The Handmaid's Tale, The Crown on Netflix, which love we it, love. Love it, love it, love Stranger it. Things. Mike, can we speak to how much mm-hmm. we love Stranger Things oh right now? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is Us on NBC and Westworld on HBO. Okay. Also, uh, The Americans. Okay, that's those are the dramas that we're looking at tonight. Um, you watch any of those? You familiar with any of that? No. No, you never. Uh, Westworld. Uh, no, I've heard of you know this is us. I know it's supposed to be a fabulous show. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. You saw Stranger Things season one. Yes, but not two. Right. Um, but you're up to date on The Crown. I am. Now I'm Love not. I, f- I flipped with you. I watched the first Stranger season. Of, no, oh. I watched the first season of The Crown, but not season two yet. Oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah, highly recommend it. It's a, it. it's a absolutely wonderful show. Shoes. And this is her last season because mm-hmm. next year she'll be replaced by that woman who I just think is fabulous. She's going to play Queen Elizabeth in her next decade. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I can't think of what her name is. She starred in um, oh that show with David Tennant, which I can't think of right now. People are dri- again driving around, going shouting the name of the of the uh, it's series. Tom, Tom at the me. guy from Sears is going. <laughs> Kathy, listen. How can you not think of that show? Yeah, please. It was produced yeah. by the BBC, which starred David Tennant. Right. It was so excellent. And I'll get you a new refrigerator. Right. Anyway, please, or a seal on the tip or of my tongue. Yeah. Anyway, she'll be wonderful in that. And I excellent. forget who's playing the Prince Philip in the second. Hey, you got me. In I the second uh, iteration. Hey, we went to the movies last night. Speaking of uh, the movies, uh, we went to see The Wife. I don't know what that is. Glenn Close. Apparently, you know, this this sort of, I, I love, here's what I love to do. You hear someone say, blah, 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 and that was really good. And I was like, oh, okay. That's all I need to hear. That's all I want to know. So last night, my wife and I, want to go to the movies? Yeah, okay, good. So we went to see this film. Um, Glenn Close apparently has been nominated for the Academy Award. This is what I heard. She's been nominated six times for an Academy Award and has yet to win. But they're saying with this a performance in The Wife, it's it's like a very, very good chance. So I love Glenn Close. Always well, when I th- what do you think of when you think of Glenn Close before your before the thing you saw last night? Uh, the Michael Douglas. Yes, um, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Oh, talk about like nightmare and yes. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. But this film, unbelievably good film. And she's just outstanding. Is she really? What's oh, it yeah. about? It's about... Um, uh, it's set in 1992, and the film starts with uh, Glenn Close and Jonathan Price, the actor Jonathan Price, in bed. The phone rings, and on the other end, someone says, "Hello, sir. Uh, I'm just we're calling from Stockholm." And and Jonathan Price, the actor, goes, "Wait, wait. L- let my wife get on the phone. Oh, hold on." And then Glenn Close gets on the phone on the extension, and he goes, "We just from the Nobel Prize." Um, group, we would like to say congratulations. You've won the Nobel Prize in literature. And then it takes off. She from won there. it. No, he does. Oh, okay. 
It's really a fabulous performance. I mean, and the, the two of them together, just outstanding. Highly recommended. Okay. Yeah. You know what my very favorite Glenn Close performance is? Mm. And it is so wonderful. There, She did a three-part uh, miniseries uh, for PBS called Sarah Plain and Tall, which is, oh, I which know is a, a classic Patricia McLaughlin book. Yeah. But she did it with Christopher Walken. The uh-huh. two of them did it together. What a great oh, What a again. great combination. They it is so I bet. it is so solid and good mm. and difficult and uh, she plays a, a woman who was born and raised in Maine on the coast of Maine. Christopher Walken lives on a a, a plane in Kansas. His huh. wife dies and he's got two kids and he gets a mail order bride. And it's Glenn Close. And it's Glenn Close. Oh, what year is this? I wonder. Nineties. Mm, three parts. Three parts. Three Just parts. three parts. Just three parts. He. It, they are both. So terrific. Well, they're just terrific as actors. It is really. I mean, if you ever, like, thought about the Dust Bowl and what that was like, boy, this will answer questions you have and make you grateful for any drop of rain you ever see. I'm looking at Glenn Close on IMDb. In in 2017, she has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that she's done in this year alone. Is that right? She is so prolific. I mean, seriously, she's just incredible, the work that she does. And when you see her in this, she was born in 1947. On screen, she looks translucent. She's absolutely beautiful. Mm. I mean, of course, it's the movies. But, I mean, she's a throwback. Highly recommended. Yeah, The Wife. I mean, it's, it's not a, you know, it's an adult film. I mean, it's, you know, it's rated R. But, so don't take your kids to see it. But, really. Oh, there you miss. Tonight, I'll be watching it, people. Okay. Me and Mrs. New Mike. Yeah. We might be the only two people in Pittsburgh, but we're in. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over. Okay. Call me Al. Financial makes buying life insurance easier thanks to a mix of technology and personal service. When you call, our agents listen to learn your needs. Then utilize our cutting-edge platform to search options from leading companies. You get the right coverage at the right price thanks to our blend of advanced computer algorithms and plain old conversation. Get covered today. Call 1-866-244-5580. Or visit efinancial.com. Uh, that's efinancial.com. Hey, this is John Hall. This Friday, Kath and I hit the books as The Ride Home broadcasts live from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. It's the grand reopening of the newly renovated Barber Library, the largest standalone theological library east of the Mississippi. Stop by from 4 to 6, enjoy coffee at the cafe, and see all this fantastic local resource has to offer, including the new Fred Rogers Family Room. You'll be over the moon. Speaking of which, Andy Masick from the History Museum will join us to talk about the upcoming Apollo 11 exhibit. This Friday from 4 to 6 on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Oh, hi. Welcome back. We're talking off mic movies and Dangerous Liaison. Which is a movie that is wicked and oh. you should not see it with any person who's impressionable because yes. it's awful. Here's the, here's a, a, what I am. Here's the description. A scheming widow and her manipulative ex-lover make a bet regarding the corruption of a recently married woman. It's horrible. Glenn Close, John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh. 
John Malkovich has played more despicable humans yes. on screen. Yes. I'm just good golly all right so uh emmys are tonight uh mike new mike and i will both be watching new mike will only watch because his wife is making him but that's fine because he'll give in my husband will shake his head in just like i don't know consternation and leave the room and go to bed for sure oh yeah he would never he would never ever in a jillion years watch the emmys is this the beginning of the award season because if that's the case your husband will be leaving the room frequently well yeah because the uh I don't know if you can look at it as the beginning or the end. It depends because the Academy Awards are in the spring. Academy Awards are, are in March, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in March. So this is either the beginning or the end. I would end. say it's the beginning. Okay. I like the Emmy Awards better because I watch more TV than I watch films. You watch many more films than I do. Yeah. I mean like 90% more films than I do. I want to see – I mean I like to watch the Golden Globes and I like to watch the uh, the Oscars. But, that's about but it. we were both driven to hate them all last year because the only thing anyone ever said was something about the president. Do you think that will change this like year? They're of supposed not. to be the creative engine of America. No, You'd no. think they could come up with something else to talk about no. st- than him. Instead, we're being lectured. People oh, wagging their finger at me. I'm telling you, me. if people start wagging their finger at me tonight... Well, you know that's going to happen. Well, well, listen, it's like a- I'm, are you turning it off then, Mike? If yeah. they're wagging their finger... Well, you I'm turn- not going to turn it off. I'm going to have to walk away because my wife will... Well, okay. pl- why don't you guys play Emmy Bingo? I'm sure that it's out there. Oh, we, yeah, but I could just put, you could put Trump in every block. No, you could no, win no. Bingo pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, you'll win in like three minutes. Exactly. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, the podcast is up about an hour, so after we leave the air, have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. America is witness. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.